I'm Jesse, And I'm Stephanie. We are two Arizona realtors who have built multi-million dollar businesses using only social media. And now we're bringing you our best kept secrets and social strategies to grow your small business online. So grab your coffee and a notebook and let's dive into Socially Modern. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Socially Modern podcast. We are here today and we have a really solid episode. I think this is a really good topic. I'm excited to talk about it. This is a good topic. It's all very relatable for entrepreneurs in general. And yeah, just real estate agents, entrepreneurs, everyone. This is going to be a good topic. A good one. So we're just going to dive in. And today we're going to talk about five common mindset blocks and how you can overcome them. Because it makes no sense to talk about the mindset block and then leave you hanging like, okay, cool. So I struggle with this, but how do I actually move forward from it? Push past it. So we're going to talk about five different mindset blocks that we've experienced personally that we see on our team and just in the industry in general and share how we think that you can overcome them. So let's start with number one, which is a lack of self-belief. So this is a big one, I think. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) I think so. This is something that I personally struggled with during the first like 12 to 14 months of my real estate career when I wasn't selling anything. I was really failing to gain momentum anywhere. And it really started to get to my head. I started thinking things like, well, like, why would anyone want my help if I'm so new? Like, I don't know anything. And if I've taken this long to sell just one house, like, am I really cut out for this career? And eventually those thoughts just built up this huge wall that I had to eventually break down. Mm -hmm. And this is why, like, I'm just such a big advocate for paying attention to how you're speaking to yourself because it absolutely impacts your business and your Mm self-confidence. I mean, if I had told myself things like I'm a successful realtor people just don't know it yet or maybe something like you absolutely have what it takes to create a great real estate career then maybe it may not have taken me so long to sell my first house so I really encourage you guys listening to really take a look at what you're telling yourself and become aware of whether those are really positive or negative thoughts and stories Definitely. I mean, I honestly didn't feel a lack of self-belief until later on in my career. I think, though, that's just because early on I had very little to lose. In all honesty, though, I was already in a moment of hardship in my life and getting into real estate was just a big release for me. My competitive self really enjoyed the personal challenges I was facing, not just financially, but mentally as well. Mm Pushing myself to earn, you know, whatever I wanted without a cap really honestly brought me so much happiness. And I felt really in control in that area of my life. So that was really, you know, not until much later. It wasn't until I started stepping into much larger spaces in my business that I started feeling that lack of self-belief. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Our minds can definitely play tricks on us. Yeah. And that feeling of have I done enough to or Why am I in a room full of people who have done X, Y, and Z before me? And kind of reminded me of like a a time in my life. Like I remember being invited to this round table with a group of 
really successful team founders. And honestly, I was just a baby at the time in this space. Mm -hmm. So I was like, why the heck would they want me here? Why did they invite me? You know, what can I bring to this table to even speak on when honestly, I feel like I'm going to be more so taking and not giving. Sure. And so these were all like real thoughts running through my mind at this this point. I'm driving there and I'm all stressed out about it. But I was like, I'm going anyways. Mm -hmm. I was invited. This is going to be cool, but still super nervous. And so once I was there, I honestly sat quiet for a really long time and just listened because... I didn't feel like, you know, I had much to give. It wasn't until a topic came up that I was comfortable with, and that was social media, of course, (laughs) that then I was able to like start blurting out some of my own thoughts and my own, you know, experiences and things like that. And I realized like this was an area that they didn't really quite understand. And so that was the moment that I was like, no, I have value and I have, you know, a space to be. That really pushed me, you know, even though I was the new kid on the block, I still had some good tips and some good things to provide and to give input. So long story short, we all just have to start somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think another lesson to be learned in there is your superpower. And maybe we've talked about this. I've heard this principle before, but your superpower doesn't feel like a superpower because it comes to you so easily. It's only when you try and reflect that on others and they're like, oh, like I have a really hard time with that. And you're like, oh, okay. So So that just comes really naturally to me, you know, so that could be, you guys can take a look at that too. Oh yeah. No, I love that. So some things that we've written down on how to overcome a lack of self-belief. So for me, It was all about positive affirmations. You can try repeating positive affirmations to yourself, whether it's out loud in your mirror, which is sometimes awkward, but (laughs) we do what we got to do to be successful, right? Or you can write them down in a notebook every morning. If you are your own worst critic, then you have to start with the relationship you have with yourself and rebuilding that, rewiring, reprogram. Your brain is elastic it what's that word neuroplasticity or something where your I would brain, have never guessed that yeah <laughs> it I got I heard it from this book that I'm reading at the moment but like our brains they develop over time there's been this premise that our brains stop developing in our mid-20s and that's just not true and mm. so you absolutely can teach an old dog new tricks kind of thing just by like this repetition and stuff so You can find affirmations anywhere. Google it. Search it on Instagram. I mean, how many like affirmation profiles are there that all they do every day is post about post post certain affirmations? You know, they're everywhere. You just have to look for them and then write down the ones that are most applicable to you and just pick up that habit. Yes. Even Pinterest is a great, great place to go and look for those. that too. Yeah, I love affirmations. I think I've said that on another podcast episode is that I like to put them on sticky notes and have them like at my desk or Mm -hmm. on my mirror in my bathroom. Also for me, for overcoming this, like if you're a religious person, I like to remember that God created all of us in our very own unique ways. 
And there's space for all of us here, whether or not another person is doing something in my industry, or maybe that person is me is ahead of me. That doesn't mean that my business or my success is less than or mm-hmm. not as important. The people too that come into your life, I don't think are by coincidence. So just remembering that kind of like my story, you know, those people were placed in my life for a reason and they, they gave me great feedback and great information and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Number two. Do you want to start with number two? Sure. Okay. Number two is perfectionism and being afraid of failure. We're both smiling. <laughs> this one is definitely one that I am most familiar with, I would say, out of the two of us. Being a very driven and motivated person, not saying that you can't be driven and motivated and, you know, whatever, you don't feel this. But I tend to just put so much pressure on myself. I know that this can be really, really common with most entrepreneurs and realtors, and it can just take some convincing from your internal voice and honestly, sometimes the help of your team to push you to press go or, you know, publish that, you know, whatever it is, if things are just not perfect in your eyes. I was really hesitant, honestly, for a long time to run with the podcast. (laughs) And believe it or not, I know it's super (laughs) surprising. And even in kind of like our planning phases of the podcast and our initial like recording of episodes, and even still sometimes Jesse knows we'll have episodes that I'm like, oh, was that one good enough? Did I say um too much, you know, or whatever (laughs) it was? And I'll just struggle with like, is it ready? Is it good enough? And these thoughts you know, which I had to ultimately overcome. I have to combat them with my internal voice. So reminding myself, number one, like, who cares? That's literally something that I I keep trying to remind myself. Like, who cares? (laughs) Number one, not everybody has to like me. And number two, nobody is going to be as critical about it as I am, you know? Like nobody's going to notice it. And sometimes Jesse has to remind me of that. So I love that she's my opposite in this. And sometimes, again, you have to have that like partner or team member that sometimes is like, hey, get out of your head. Just press go. Yeah. So like you said, I mean, this isn't something that I personally struggle with. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've i always been pretty adventurous enough to really like jump off a cliff, like figuratively speaking and, and figure things out on the way down, even if that means like making a few mistakes here and there. However, I do have people close in my life, you know, like Stephanie, who do have trouble with the perfectionism and it it can be like a real stumper. Like it can really (laughs) truly just like stop you in your tracks. And, And I mean, the idea behind perfectionism is that every little thing has to be perfect before you can start something. And in my experience as an observer, people who struggle with this tend to just wildly overthink everything and also kind of attempt to be prepared for every possible wrong situation so they know how to handle it. Absolutely. You nailed that on the head. That that kind of reminds me of <laughs> any of my fellow Parks and Recreation watchers. There's an episode where Leslie's prepared for this gigantic meeting. It's the master plan where they dole out you know, government funding and stuff. And she has this big ass binder of all of these situations that she's prepared for, (laughs) except for the scenario where the master plan meeting doesn't actually happen. But she has like, if it's held like on a boat, if it's like, you know, like (laughs) all these like random scenarios. Right. So that's kind of what I think about when I think about perfectionism. And 
in all honesty, I really don't think that like true perfectionists, people who cannot overcome perfectionism do not thrive in the real estate industry. Mm-hmm. I also look at this through the lens of like being a new agent because I have a, a handful of new agents that I'm mentoring right now. And we've just talked about on the podcast before how real estate is a very learn as you go yes. type of career. School doesn't actually prepare you for transactional work and there are always going to be things that come up that you've never dealt with before. I mean, just ask anybody who's been in real estate for a certain amount of time, like Stephanie's going on six years, I'm going on three years in real estate. I mean, I had an agent recently who had been in like real estate for 20 years and she had a scenario come up that she was like, in my 20 years, I've never seen this, you know? (laughs) So it just, that's part of the industry itself and you cannot prepare for everything right at some point you just have to let go and just let the chips fall where they may absolutely no I totally agree as a perfectionist a lot of the time like you said we're just so much more critical of ourselves it's hard to overcome things but you do have to push past those and so something kind of that I already touched on was whenever those negative thoughts start to creep in to overcome that you really do have to kind of equip yourself with another dialogue, Mm -hmm. another something that's telling you, okay, stop that thought and rewire it. It's like the alter ego. It is. Mm -hmm. It absolutely is. And you'll get better and better and better. I've realized at catching it and then flipping it. Yeah. And so I've gotten a lot better at that even over the last two years as I've pushed myself just because that's when I've noticed that that's been, you know, creeping in a little bit more when I was pushing myself to much more uncomfortable places in my career. Yeah. For me, like one thing that you can do to kind of overcome this is the thought of like control what you can control comes to mind. And I I still have to tell myself this sometimes. You can only control what you can control. Like last week I I was dealing with a client that there's like stem wall repair that needed to be done on this house. And we had had it quoted for $22,000. Oh gosh. And I was like, there is no way that this seller is going to give us $22,000. And this buyer, I had this hunch that if they didn't get the full credit, that they would just walk away. And I'm just like, yikes, you know? And so we ended up reaching out to the seller and presented the situation and asked for this credit. And I can only control what I can control, right? I can control what we asked for. I can control how I prepare my buyer, but I cannot control how this seller responds to the situation. So like I said, you can't obviously control everything in real estate, but you can control like what you're putting into your business. So you could try like creating some type of plan for starting your business, using social media, whatever you're trying to move forward with, try creating a plan for it or even, you know, find a team or a mentor who has one in place already and just simply take it one step at a time. Right. I think is something you can do to combat the perfectionism and fear of failure. Absolutely. Taking it one step at a time is a great um, thought. And I just uh, I also just thought like, don't just get stuck though. Like so many times that's what happens, right? We do say, okay, great. We have this like step-by-step process and then you'll hit a wall and you'll just sit there. Yeah. Like that's what we want you to push past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, it takes action. It does. It takes action. Even if it's small, it matters. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Number three, mindset block 
is the comparison trap. (laughs) And honestly, I don't know anybody in this industry or any industry on the planet that doesn't struggle with the comparison trap from time to time, especially where social media is is such a big thing and where we spend so much of our time on social media because that's where we market our businesses. I mean, social media is just the comparison trap gold mine, right? Mm -hmm. So I know that I definitely catch myself comparing my business to other agents and then turning around and feeling bad about where I am. And it's funny because you would think that that would go away as you become more and more experienced in real estate, but that is not the case. I I mean, at this point, I'll see people who haven't been in real estate as long as me who are doing way better, killing it, whatever. And it kind kind of throws me into this funk of like, could I be doing better? Or like, should I be doing better? And it just kind of makes me second guess where I am Mm -hmm. and kind of devalues where I am in my business too. No, absolutely. I mean, I, like you said, I think that agents who've even been in the business for 20 years are like, oh, why didn't I think of that? You know, 10 years ago, right? stuff like that. Like everybody is a shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, thought process. But being in sales or as an entrepreneur, there are always these comparison struggles, like you were saying. And There's always going to be somebody who's farther along than you in less amount of time in in more time. You think that 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 makes them more experienced. Somebody's making more money than you. Uh, Maybe they're taking that vacation that you always dreamed of, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. uh, We all see it because of social media and it's amplified. Uh, It it truly is. It's the highlight reel. We all know that. And for whatever reason, we still get sucked into that comparison (laughs) trap, like even though we know logically, right? And (laughs) it's just on full display. So we have to be so careful, like overcoming this for me even is just being really, really careful with who I'm following um, and what I'm consuming. Uh, I actually mute most realtors Mm -hmm. on social media. And I want to support them. That's why I follow them. Uh, I don't want to unfollow them for for those reasons. But I don't want what they're doing to skew my own thoughts, my own mindset, or even my own content. Right? Yeah. I don't. I want. I want my content to be mine and mine alone. So, anyways, you need to be really, really mindful. Do not be just mindlessly out there following a bunch of people, and especially if you're scrolling and you realize that you're starting to feel kind of crappy. Uh, or you see somebody posting all the time and it's always making you feel or get into that like comparison trap. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's probably somebody that you should mute then, even if it's just for a little while. Yeah. Just so you can take care of your own mental space. So you want to be at your best when it comes to your creativity and your overall energy. You have to guard that. You have to protect it. So for me, that looks like wa- watching a lot of bread reels, a lot of house decorating, organizing tips, like all the feel good stuff for me, you know? Yep. Totally. I've started to follow a lot more people like in the bodybuilding space and just like pursue like those hobbies and things like that. Um, At the end of the day, again, control what you can control. You can control what you expose yourself to on social media. So, you know, when I was newer in real estate and and on social media, I started, you know, I think the natural inclination is to follow a bunch of real estate agents to get ideas and inspiration and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and see what other people are doing. But ultimately, I started to get really resentful toward other agents because (laughs) uh, they were having success and I wasn't. And so it was it almost felt like they were throwing stuff in my face when in in reality, they're not right. They're not like, oh, this is going to piss Jesse off. They don't even know who I am and whatever. So 
like Stephanie said, do not be afraid to follow or unmute people whose content makes you feel bad about your own business because you, your mental space is so critical when it comes to finding success in this business. That's why we're talking about all of these topics to begin with on this episode. Definitely. And so you have to really fiercely protect that. So I also think that this comes down to almost having an awareness that everyone is in a different place in their business and no one will ever be in the same spot ever. So like, why are we expecting everyone to be in the same spot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's kind of just this crazy, unrealistic expectation. And when you can acknowledge it and then just like, let it go, you're like, Oh, well that makes sense. Like every year I progress in real estate, you also progress in real estate. So it makes (laughs) no sense for me to be like comparing my, my three-year-old business to your six-year-old business. Right. You know, so just become a little bit more aware of that kind of I think it all starts with an awareness absolutely you know it starts with an awareness of like are you on social media and then when you get off social media do you automatically feel like gross and blech and are you just like Mm -hmm. in a negative headspace like then you can the awareness is what triggers you to then find out why do I feel that way right and so I'm like getting all real touchy-feely here no I love it but but I it's just I'm really big on the awareness part of it No, I agree. This actually um, made me think of when you were just saying that uh, you could even write down your accomplishments every so often Mm -hmm. because, I mean, even being in the business for six years, I had to do this recently. I was speaking at something and so they wanted just kind of a blip about who I was. Yeah, sure. And so I started writing it out and I was like, oh my gosh. And I was even just like, like, should I put all this on here? (laughs) You know, (laughs) and then I was, no, this is so cool. You're badass. Like, do it again. This goes into that mindset, right? It was like, imposter syndrome popped up. Like, oh my gosh, should I put this on here? Like, oh my, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should tone it down. Right. But no, you really write down what you've accomplished, you know, be proud and celebrate the things that you have done. Being grateful for what you have Yeah. versus like being, you know, jealous of what everybody else has, the keeping up with the Joneses. I think we do that even in business. Totally. No, we totally do. And speaking of imposter syndrome, that's actually our next one. Number four is imposter syndrome. So I really believe that this mindset block plagues even the most successful and accomplished of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. I I think imposter syndrome occurs when you start to second guess your own expertise and and doubt your knowledge and your accomplishments. And you tend to, to shrink them rather than celebrate them, which is what you just said, and really question like, well, why would anyone have care what I have to say, you know, despite having like a super solid resume experience in this topic or realm or whatever. I personally felt imposter syndrome big time when I bought my Tesla Mm. um, last year. I mean, like I had been dreaming about having this car for a couple of years, writing it down, seeing them all over, building mine out, picturing what it would look like, this whole thing, right? And then when I finally achieved this goal, I was like, okay, wait, but I did did I earn that? Did I actually deserve this? And for a couple months after I got it, I, I really struggled with this, you know? But then ultimately I was just like, well, I, I mean, I'm here, I'm doing it. People will sit there and 
talk about, dream about all of these things all the time and then never take any action towards it. So if anything, I should be celebrating the fact that I got myself to this point where I could buy this vehicle and not feel like it was a major stretch. Right. You know, so I've I've dealt with this for sure. Absolutely. Like we were saying, imposter syndrome is very like, why should I be or have anything? X, Mm -hmm. Y, Z, fill in the blank. Uh, Sometimes in our industry, too, there's a lot of negativity around growth and successes. Mm -hmm. So then we can kind of, again, like we were saying, feel like, oh, I have to stifle who I am, you know, or, or we tell ourselves, who am I to do this? Like I did even a little bit, even though it was stuff I had accomplished. It was like, maybe I should, you know, tone it down. But I I felt this way actually originally when I started the team. That was a time in my life that I had felt it. I thought, honestly, I was like, oh, shoot, what did I just tell everybody I'm about to do? You know, like, can I live up to even my own my own expectations here? You know, I mean, I had this clear dream and I know that there's a space for it because agents were honestly asking for more time or mentorship or trainings. But still, I had that little voice that was like, who am I to do this? And I had actually... Had I have listened to the the negative self-talk originally, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be pushing past the barriers and then even creating more doors, mm-hmm. you know, for myself and for ourselves together even, you know, in a life that's now bringing me so much more joy because we're able to help other people. I think that that brings us as humans so much more joy in life. And now this amazing team is what, in 14 states with over 40 agents who (laughs) see the dream and they believe in the big picture. So we all feel this way. I don't think anybody is immune to it. I think that you'll feel it every time that you're kind of coming to a hurdle or a Mm -hmm. big breakthrough in your life. So start to train your brain to feel like, okay, I'm feeling this way, but there's, there's something greater ahead. And that's why, that's why I'm uncomfortable right now. Yeah. Discomfort means that growth is, is nigh. (laughs) That's a fancy word. Yeah, it was. (laughs) (laughs) So as far as overcoming imposter syndrome, I think, Sometimes it it occurs, first of all, because we're trying to avoid sounding cocky or arrogant. Your experience, you know, you don't want to like throw your accomplishments in other people's faces. But at the same time, like that's also worth celebrating. So, uh, you know, instead of shrinking ourselves to kind of fit into this persona or whatever, I think there's no harm in celebrating what we have achieved and allowing yourself the space to celebrate and Honestly, I've just gotten to this point in life where people are just going to behave the way that they're going to behave. There are people who are going to be celebratory with you. And then there are people who are just going to hate themselves for it and portray that negativity onto you. And it's just isn't there like a saying that's like you could be the juiciest orange or something, but there's still going to be someone out there who hates oranges. Like, yeah, there is. (laughs) I think it's a peach. I don't know. You could you could do it however you want. <laughs> but I I mean, that's just exactly it. Like there are going to be people who find negativity and hate in every single thing. Right. So why not just live our best lives and share our accomplishments and go from there and keep going? Yeah. Agreed. Awesome. All right. Number five, Steph, you want to? Yeah. So number five is thinking too small. This common mindset block. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. When I first started in real estate, I had very minimal goals for myself because for one, I honestly just wanted to feel that my basic needs were met. Like that was the struggle at the time, right? Yeah. 
But I mean, deep down, I also just didn't want to disappoint myself. I knew that. So remembering that I do struggle with perfectionism and fear of failure, right, was absolutely the forefront of my mind. So if I don't reach too high, nothing bad can happen, right? Mm -hmm. I won't fail. I won't be disappointed in myself at the end of the day. And, you know, hopefully my basic needs are met. Like who needs anything more than that? At the time, I didn't like catch myself and like push myself past that because of where I was at mentally. Yeah. But now I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, thank goodness you grew. You grew so far from there. Yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) in doing this, I was honestly just shrinking my ability to create even more of an amazing life, right? For myself, for my family. Uh, I was pushing down and stifling my abilities and talents. Uh, It wasn't until I more than doubled my original goal of my income that I realized that I really had a lack of belief in what I was capable of. It was from there that I decided that if I was comfortable, again, I wasn't growing. And nothing exciting and great comes from sitting stagnant and stale. So I began to just push myself beyond my original goals and raise the bar little by little Mm -hmm. and Truly, I envision this like stepping stone. I think I've said this before, but I envision this like stepping stone and leaping to the next one, even if I don't see the next stepping stone yet. Like that's where I want to be. I I want to always just be leaping and believing because then from there, that's when when greatness is achieved and exciting things happen. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I feel like this one can kind of end up falling underneath perfectionism and fear of failure as well. I think it's just a natural human defense mechanism Mm -hmm. um, to avoid feeling that defeat or disappointment. We keep ourselves from dreaming big or having lofty goals, and then we just end up thinking too small. I think this also can manifest in people like putting themselves in a box. They're like, oh, well, I can only do business this way, you know, or this is how other real estate agents run their business. So it must be how I should run mine. Like that's how it manifested for me was oh, well, everyone's saying that I should cold call and open house and door knock, but that's not what I want to do, you know. Mm -hmm. But the reality and beauty of being an entrepreneur is you don't have to run your business the same way as anybody else at all. I mean, think about it. Every business that has been created from the beginning of time started because someone had a different idea for something Mm -hmm. true, (laughs) and wanted to pursue it right I can make this product better or I can invent this product and sell it or or I can do this service better or something so I think you know (laughs) just keeping that principle in mind will help out Um, and as far as like overcoming it I think stretch goals try using stretch goals as a way to step outside of your comfort zone and, and start thinking bigger You can read the book, The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone Mm -hmm. uh, as a starting guide for dreaming big and setting large goals. Honestly, the worst thing that could happen is you set a super high goal and don't reach it, but you end up higher than you originally would have shot for. It's kind of that shoot for the moon and you'll end up in the stars kind of thing. Yeah. Like you just never know where you'll end up. Right. I absolutely love that. And that's truly what I envision. But remembering that being comfortable is only nice momentarily. Uh, Of course, you want to celebrate that win that maybe you just had from the last leap that you just took, Mm -hmm. but don't 
don't become stale. Don't just sit there. Continue pushing yourself. You don't want to sit in that comfortable spot for too long. So continue pushing beyond those barriers. You can do it. You can absolutely handle it. You can push past all of these mindset blocks. And like Jesse was saying earlier, you can train your brain mm-hmm. like a muscle yes, <laughs> to really. be better. Yeah. So. Yeah. With any of these, you know, so. Well, you guys, hopefully you found this podcast helpful. I found it helpful. Definitely. I like talking about mindset. I think it's a big thing. But hopefully you guys learned something from this podcast. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Socially Modern. Interested in partnering with us on our nationwide real estate team? Check the show notes of this episode to schedule a call with one of us to learn more. Make sure to follow us on Instagram for all the latest updates on the show at Socially Modern. You can also follow me, Stephanie, at Hey Stephanie Mainville. And me, Jessie, at Miss Jessie Lockhart. We hope you have a great day and we'll see you next week.